Last time, the group spends a week back home in Mount Olympus. They find out about all the changes that have happened while they are gone. They do some shopping, meet some of the new dwarves that have moved in, and Galaxy creates her corgi flesh golem that she names Boom. On the downside, the ancient dwarven axe that brought the three musketeers home is stolen from Dave's room. The group finds out that Christopherson has been keeping tabs on them, and because of the dwarves, they won't have as much access to magical items. What do you call a fake noodle? An imposter. Dungeons and Dragons and daughters. Welcome, everyone, to another electrifying episode of Dungeons & Dragons Daughters. I am Kurt, Daddy the Dungeon Master. To my left, we have... I'm Sam. Sam I am, and I play Mimi. And to my left, we have... Galaxy and is not a sidekick. She is my sidekick! And Birdie plays it. And I'm Birdie. And to my left... We have my sidekick, sidekick. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Surfer boy. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is Surfer Boy. Surfer Say Boy. Hi to Surfer Boy. Hi, everybody. I am Josh. I am playing the eponymous Dave. AKA our, Surfer Boy. Our favorite halfling cleric. Yes. And now, Josh, the, the intent of, of having you on here, I know that uh, D&D is not a new concept for you, but um, I know that you're not terribly familiar with 5th with edition. Um, and uh, that's kind of the point, because I'm going to be trying to... Uh, make my best effort of getting new players on this show to new to D&D and new to 5th edition to coincide with the contest that we're running. So the contest that we're running is that we're giving away one of the three core rule books for 5th edition, Dungeons and Dragons. And to enter into the contest, we need you to like or follow us on social media and then talk about the podcast using the hashtag, the hashtag DDDaughtersPodcast. And if you do that, you get entered in. And only one entry per person. So if you spam it, great. Appreciate the additional promotion that you do for it. But it will enter. It will only enter you into the contest once. And you will win the Monster Manual, the Player's Handbook, and the Dungeon Master. But or, wait, there's more. Or <laughs> and a Corgi blanket. Uh, no, no Corgi blanket. But the contest will run through uh, May 30th, and we will announce the uh, or May 31st, and we will announce the the winner after that because that coincides with our two-year anniversary. That's how long we've been we've been playing Dungeons & Dragons. And my birthday weekend. Hooray! Hey! Th- you know, that's exactly why I did it. That's, is, yeah. That that's was foremost. That is proper planning. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Bok Bok hates you. Oh, Davis said. like broccoli. That's why I hate you. So, but uh, but Josh, right. thank you so much for, for making the drive out here and joining us for a thrilling episode of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm excited, man. So, Josh, would you like to take this opportunity to tell us about all the various and fantastic my, things that you have going on? All of my shameless plugs, yeah. Um, so two, really. Uh, I started a Twitch channel called Rapscallion Brigade. Um, so we do that pretty much every night, 8 o'clock Central. Uh, there's four of us. That's every night? Well, we try to do it every night. There's four of us now, um, and so we have one consistently for Sunday through Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, we try to fill the gaps when we can. Okay. Um, 
But then, uh, yeah, actually, as part of that, we have a YouTube channel where we post all our stuff, and we have uh, playing some Dungeons & Dragons with Roll20 called D&Derp. So that went for a little while. It uh, kind of stagnant, but we have a sequel coming. Fantastic. Derp, that's like the best. Second best? <laughs> that- I like that she caught herself, though. It's like, it's like, it's so good, the name. I mean. You're welcome. You've blown her mind. I Yeah. What about Dean Dumb? There, there is another podcast that's out there that's called Dungeons and Dragons that yeah, I, I saw I'm a fan that's of. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I did a guest appearance on one of the shows. Why should our name be better? What's that? Why should oh. our name be better? Our, well, our thanks name for is... having me. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> I, I like to think that that ours is, uh, is just iconic. It's it just, is. You can't, you can't mess with Dungeons and Dragons. D and D and D. And actually, I should make a disclaimer that mine is not at all family friendly for all of you families out there. Appreciate that. Yes, because yeah. that is sure one they thing. do too. <laughs> we, we we strive to to make this a family friendly podcast to to get as many people into yes. Dungeons and Dragons as we can. But yes, that is that is good to know. We do occasionally have the improper words spoken. Yeah, mostly by the guests. I don't think I've had to bleep the girls out yet. No, no, we say things like a word, s word. <laughs> You're such a crappy B word. I, I appreciate the G rating that uh, that you do on your self filtering. I can stick with that. We'll I mean, probably mom would yell at us if we actually said it. So. Can I say it and then you bleep me out? No. Can I? No. Please. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have ruined this whole show. <laughs> wow. And just like that, Josh was never invited back. <laughs> This is why we don't do live streams. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we don't do live streams. Okay, let's get it. All right. <sighs> let's play Dungeons and Dragons. Woo! Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, that's fine. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit. Why? With the adventure, because we're just going to, we're just jumping right into it. Let's jump! And the three of Boing. you, Can the I, three of I, you. I want to ride the musculator. You, you can't. Well, well, okay. Actually, that would be kind of weird. So we are going. So we are going to jump into it. And I'm going to describe the situation, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell me what are all the things that you did to prepare for getting into that situation. And if one of the things what that situation? you situation the situation that you won't let me describe why because you keep interrupting me what today is fun. <laughs> so Mimi, Galaxy, Dave. The three of you find yourselves riding on a couple of griffins, riding late in the night. Sunrise is only 20 minutes away, and you're riding south through the air. Your wind and your clothes are getting pushed back around all over the place. Josh! <laughs> I'm not familiar with the uh, thumb on your forehead game, yeah. apparently. If you, if you toot and you do this, that means you didn't do it, and the last person... <laughs> That does this is the one that gets the blame. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I fake beefed. I guess. Oh, oh Josh. No, me again. Yep. I'm a I'm a it fart. Ven- I'm a fart ventriloquist. It makes sense. So I made it sound like it came from over there. Weird. <laughs> All right. So so the three of you are running on Griffin's through the night on your latest mission that Doc has given to you. So you spent your week in Mount Olympus resting up after being away for so long and getting reacquainted with the the new surroundings and the resources and the people that were there. And 
that week was up and you got sent on this mission. It is a rescue mission, an urgent rescue mission that you've been sent on. Are for real? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, you are a gassy broad. You are using up all your spell slots here. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a rescue mission that you've been sent on. So it, it turns out that, do you remember Ian? He was- oh, the, no, 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 you d- obviously don't remember Ian. <laughs> uh, I, Dave remembers Ian. He was one of the founders of the Musketeers. Thank oh. you. Oh, yeah. I remember. Oh, wait, I'm thinking of a different Ian. I, I don't like the, that other Ian. You know what I'm talking about, right, Sam? That other Ian? Uh, Do we have another Boo! Ian? No, no, no. no, no, no. Our YouTube channel. Oh. Boo! <laughs> All right, so Ian <laughs> had led another group of Musketeers to go take care of a warlock that was uh, performing some some rituals to bring about the end of the world. <laughs> they were trying to uh, bring the demon Yinagu into this world to destroy everything. Well, then they would get destroyed, so what are they doing? I'm sorry? They would get destroyed then. Yeah, that's kind of the point. They're, <laughs> they're kind of like nihilists. Wow. someday you'll someday you'll you'll watch uh, the Big Lebowski. Who's Ian again? Ian, he was one of the founders of the Musketeers. He was the first commander that you had met when you first encountered the Musketeers. He had uh, he had a little bit of a, a southern twang to uh, to his voice. He sounds like Greg. Actually, yeah. no, he no, he didn't sound like Greg. <laughs> he uh, he sounded like a little bit of a southern accent. I don't remember this. You don't remember this? Okay. Well, I only remember this because I've been listening to it for the last three days. So. Right. And this was and this was a long time ago. This is from some of the older mm-hmm. episodes. I think that the, you've encountered him like in the first ten episodes. Is when, yeah. Is when Ian would have came around. And uh, I'm going to be going in and out of the was accent quite a bit. Was he in the bar? Because I forgot to practice this. Was he in the bar? He was not in the bar, no. Aww. So after you got transported from the underground caverns, uh, under Westmen, when Jed sacrificed himself to the vampires, you got transported to that new temple or that new cavern or ruins, and then that's when you were surrounded by these soldiers, which we found out later were the musketeers, and Ian was the leader of them. Yeah, and then we helped them. And yep, stuff. and then you helped them, and then they led you back to, to Mount Olympus, and Ian introduced you to Doc and got you... Enrolled in the Musketeers, and then after that, you famously became the Three Musketeers. Yeah, we're, we're even more famous than Ian. You are, yes, because <gasps> Wait, yeah. what? I was just saying that. <laughs> I was just the three of you are the most famous Musketeers because you three took no. down the ancient black dragon Eltor. Zelane. No, Zelane is was the the fire giant oh. in we the last took, arc. We also took him down. That was long. Well, no, that you, was years no, ago. No, for Zelane, you you did not actually fight Zelane. You, I know. You got lucky with the spell that you cast on him. You cast fear on him, made him run away, and then you used the axe to transport. Was Zelane the dragon? No, that was Zel- no. Zelane was the dragon. Zelane is the fire giant that we just ran away from. No, but he's the dragon. No, that's Eltor. I I love how we're still doing the recap at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a four-hour session. <laughs> but Zelane, I, you kept saying Zelane was the dragon. No, I did not. Zelane's the dragon. No, Zelane is not the dragon. Then who's the Z- bad guy? Z- that's Christofferson. Oh, yeah. The main bad guy. 
I'm going to roll to uh, get the game going. <laughs> Never mind, that's seven. I guess we're going to have to keep it. recapping. I'll yep. try. Oh, and I got a seven, too. I think right. seven's unlucky. All right, so this is already going to be a heavy, heavy edit episode. Derailed. All right. Okay. So you are on these griffins in the middle of the night, flying south to rescue Ian and the other musketeers. Why are we rescuing them? Because they they got in trouble. Why? Because they were sent on a mission to go take down this warlock. We just this warlock sent that was trying to bring back this demon uh, Yinagu into yeah. the world and destroy it. And as far as you know, they were successful, but they got into some hot water. They were not able to to escape out of the area. So this is this is the opportunity that you have. So you are flying through the night. You are committed. You are in the middle of this mission right now. And I want you to tell me what it is that you did before you got to this point. What did you do to prepare for this mission? I went on the Because later. if you don't say that you have it or that you did it, it didn't happen. I went on the muscalator. All right. I you went on the muscalator? Things. I have two. Because I'm fast. I won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> you won the lottery before you went on this mission. Yeah. I got 3,000 more coins. No. I did. <sighs> okay. I have two things. So I got I got ready Featherfall and I turned president. Okay. <laughs> I won the lottery. I got thirty thousand more. Coins. All right, so I'm just gonna skip over all that. Thing. I yeah. I spent all night praying to Mishikal for a successful journey. I rode look the at me getting all into the character and stuff. <laughs> I rode the musculator and wet my pants. <laughs> can, you, um, can you roll a survival check for me then, <laughs> if you went on the musculator? Okay. If she gets a natural one, she's dead. Short game. Yeah. No, but I have a pretty good survival. 18. 18. All right, yeah. You went on the escalator. Great. I'm bad at survival. All right. High fives Advice. all around. Yeah. It was it was thrilling. You screamed. You got wind and dust in your hair. And did not wet your pants this time. And my hair is not beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So you immediately went on the escalator and then climbed on the griffin. Yes. Did you want to talk to any... Okay, never mind. No, I'm just going to give you the Don't information. Don't open that door. No, we're just going <laughs> to keep moving. All right. So some of the other details that were on the mission. The reason why that you were being uh, sent on Griffins in the middle of the night is because it was urgent. And you are actually on the last two Griffins that the Musketeers have. All of the other Griffins have either been killed or they are off on other missions. And a lot of them have been killed on this particular mission. So what needs to happen is that you're going to fly in on your griffins above the small castle where the musketeers why are currently. Just, why can't I just turn into a giant eagle and they ride on my back and they don't have to risk anyone? I'm getting to that. So you are flying to this castle of where Ian and the rest of the musketeers have holed up after they successfully completed their mission. So they killed this warlock. They're trying to perform this demon ritual. So they were successful in that, but they got trapped in this castle surrounded by these beasts, these animals that are called gnolls. They're these sort of half hyena, half man type of creatures, but they're super feral, they're super dangerous, and they just kill and eat any living thing that they come across. So the details that you have is that these gnolls, there's 
thousands of them that are surrounding the remaining musketeers in this small castle in this in this little town and the gnolls even though that they're beasts savage creatures they still use weapons and armor and because there's so many of them any time they try to send a griffin in the gnolls have been killing them with spears and arrows and other things that they found along the way and shooting them down so doc devised the strategy of you guys flying super duper high over the castle and then skydiving from the griffin and then galaxy will have to cast featherfall on the group to prevent you from dying but you need to cast it when you're close enough to the ground that you don't get hit by the arrows as they get shot at you as you're flying through the air i'm giving you dead eye right now i'm in i'm in let's do this dave is excited dave slams a red bull <laughs> Hey, as a halfling, I'm a smaller target. I got this. Oh, yeah. and Unless you have a better idea. <laughs> you were flying on the Griffins right now. You were minutes away from, from getting overhead of the, the this castle that Ian I and the let, Musketeers are in. I let Boom go down first. He's de- already dead, but he can kill. He's strong. He, he, he is strong, but yes. But then he could die. I don't know who this person is. Boom is a flesh golem that Galaxy had stitched together in the last episode. Ah. Um, but she decided to stitch together a corgi from the parts corgi. of other okay. den of other dead dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean, yes, yes. The okay, bad I remember that part now. is that there's no corgis. The good part is that there's a bunch of dead corgis. That's right. I recall that awkward. Uh, conversation about his inventory. <laughs> All right, so, so yeah, if you have a better idea of getting into the castle, so as you get closer to the castle and you're, you're minutes away, the sun starts to peak up over the horizon. The morning has come. And then that's when you see the 3,000 or so gnolls that are surrounding this little sleepy town. And in the middle of this town is a small castle that sits right on top of a small river that cuts this little town in two. And that's the castle that you're that you're going to. And so again this town or this castle is right on the river and it splits the town into the north side and to the south side of it. And it is surrounded by roughly fifteen hundred knolls on the north side and fifteen hundred knolls on the south side. And you're so high up you they look like ants that are that are rummaging around. You see tons of campfires, um, and you see them moving all over the place, but the town has been decimated. There is no one left alive in this town except for the gnolls. They had come in, and they had slaughtered everyone. This is a family-friendly show, by the way. So There's no swearing with lots of death. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, it would air just fine in England. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, we're just talking about, you know, demonic rituals, too, and savage creatures that like you do yeah yeah the plan right now is as you're flying over this town for all of you to skydive off of this griffin and then galaxy to cast featherfall on you once you're close enough to the castle to avoid all the arrows being fired at is you. it a concentration spell no it's not um no it's not a concentration spell all right so as i as i uh skim through these spells i may have come up with a plan okay because dave um <laughs> <laughs> so i've got guardian of faith Sure. It basically just says a giant spectral guardian, whatever. Yep. Can we use that as a distraction as we float down so that they don't skewer us like pincushions? You could. Well, what's, what's the range on that? That's a very good question. <laughs> uh, 30 feet, but it lasts a while. 
So and it also it is also stationary. So wherever you cast right. it, it stays in that area. So uh, you'd only be able to cast out thirty feet from your location. Oh, so they'd basically be looking at me and it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that was a failed idea. All right. Thanks for that. Um, can you can just go with the skydiving. You don't have to come up with another idea. Uh, around you? Like, in the air? Yeah. And so then Would it so go then down with us? No, yeah. So went, no, no, it right. can't be moved once it's cast. Oh. Around the ground I make it, and then we go... Like, Into the mic, please. You know what? It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's just skydive. So, I'm in. Let's go. Well, so, 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 to, so to better paint the picture, because you're bringing that idea up. So you're going to be skydiving into the castle, into the walled courtyard of this castle where the musketeers are. So you're not skydiving into the middle of all all of the knolls. You're skydiving into the fortified castle where the musketeers are currently at. I have a very I have a few plans I have for spells like dimension door. I could teleport just me and boom. Wait, did Abby come? I was. I would say that you left Abby behind. This is too dangerous. You left Mr. Bakbak behind as well. This is too uh, dangerous of a mission. And I would bring, I bring Dave and me and Boom in my backpack because maybe doesn't Mr. Bakbak misses me. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Can we hide? They still have the bag of holding. They still have the bag of holding. Yeah. How long of a descent would this be? There at is terminal velocity. There is a uh, ten minutes of air yep. inside the bag of holding. Right. No, but Boom is already dead. Right, that's why Boom can stay in there uh, forever. Right, what I'm saying is for us, if we only have one target falling, you don't have to cast float three times. We just hide in the bag as long as it's less than 10 well, minutes. No, she, no, she can cast it on the entire group just once. Oh, well, that's fine it, it's, it's up to five creatures that she can cast it on. We also oh. don't get stabbed that way, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have another greater invisibility. We could be invisible when we land, and then we could sneak in quietly. That's, you could, that's true. That's true. And fair, we can make the whole uh, thing of hyenas. I'm just gonna call them that. Okay. Run away. You're you're gonna you make them run away? Three thousand. All of them. Of them. Okay. It's impressive. I'm, do it. I want to watch. <laughs> roll roll that die three thousand times. <laughs> Go. One, two, three. Okay. Four, so five, so we have uh, <laughs> we have featherfall and we have invisibility. Yes. We can use those. Does that does invisibility work on multiple people? No. It only works on her. Uh, on, or on me, if she chooses. Or on you, if she chooses. I like that idea. Or if all of you trusted her, you could climb into the bag of holding and trust that she would let you out before you suffocate. Be a short show if she didn't. <laughs> um, you know what? I just want to skydive. I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, when we land, we can turn invisible. So, we so my plan for this was that you would just go along with it and skydive. I'm in. Dave rolls off his and griffin. Let's go. So, but it was just because you, you were bringing up. It's like, if you could come up with a better idea. So I should call out. I'm throwing you into the situation, and I don't have a defined path for you to get out of it. So I am. I don't know what's going to happen next, and I'm looking forward to it just as much as you are to see what you do. Has invisibility on us too? Would that be helpful? Only me though. No. Why you know what? We get just out? do the skydive. Like Mishikal says. I know. Yolo. And I just. <laughs> and I, I just roll off my griffin, and now I'm free falling. Save me. Let's go. Okay. Yep. Dave has just left off. Left off the griffin. Dave. See you in the afterworld. <laughs> Bye. Have a nice life. Dave immediately regrets his decision. <laughs> See you probably in like 80 years wow. in death.
You guys are super helpful. Yay! Are, are you just going to let Dave? I am oh, literally I'm just jumping off. plummeting to my okay. death right now. I jump. Okay. So I'm so I'm falling right now. You yep. guys. You're, you yeah, are all, you're all falling. <laughs> We're gonna die. We're and, gonna right. die. You and you are far up in the air. That was that right. was the whole point of this is so so that you could stay out of range of any arrows that got fired at you, and so that you would fall through that that zone as quickly as possible. All right. So Birdie, yes. Galaxy, Sorry. I need you to roll an an Arcana check because you're going to you're going to be judging when is the right time to cast this spell. Uh, can I can I also roll at least to suggest it if they screw it up? Um, you can, what you can do is that you can actually do what's called a help action, okay. which would give her advantage on the roll, so it lets her roll it twice, and she takes the I'll higher of the triple. I'm in. I'll, I'll give her yeah, triple okay. advantage, so okay. she rolls it three times. No. And but I'm a plus seven, so you, don't worry. You can only get advantage Still. once. No, Sam, Sam. So, I'll say, because Dave, because you jumped off first. I'm further away. You're further away. Yeah. And you can see the ground barreling towards you. Awesome. Really, really fast. And you're you're right on the mark. You're about ready to go slamming right into the middle of the courtyard. <laughs> Hooray! And I'm gonna say that you you help Galaxy out by simply yelling no! <laughs> 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 All right, Galaxy, do an arcana check for me as you I judge the distance. Three plus seven equals ten. No, you get to roll again because advantage. I know. Take it. Take advantage plus of that. Five plus yeah. seven is. <laughs> you get a twelve. You get a twelve <laughs> with advantage. That's okay. That's yeah. really good. I'm thankful. I cast Mulligan because this is this is a bad idea. <laughs> you're falling and your robes are rippling all around you. I and the wind is rushing past your ears. You've got your your magic wand out and you're you're watching watching Dave as he barrels towards the ground ahead of you, and you cast Featherfall and this flash of light shoots out from your wand, and it. Washes over you and washes over Mimi and washes over Dave. My purple hair is just like. And then ah. suddenly you just start floating, feet away from the ground. Dave, it's like ten feet for you. <laughs> okay. So it was. It got a little close for comfort. In fact, you close your eyes, <laughs> and then open one up, and then you float to the ground. Now the girls—they're about thirty feet behind you, and because of the timing of it. A knoll, a couple of the knolls did get some arrows off as they shot at you, and Mimi, you did get hit. How? One one arrow got through, and you take seven points of um, piercing damage. I can, I have a, I can, I'm pretty good at healing myself. I'm really good at medicine. You you do have an ability to to heal yourself, can but it, that, that takes up one of your spell slots to do it. Plus, you also have a cleric that's in the group that's also very good at healing. Who is who is quite grateful for not being in pieces on the ground right now. Can you heal me? Yes. Yes, I can. Then be nice to him. Well, can, Ow! Well, it's only seven points. Well, just yeah, what's your out. max? I don't know what the... We're, we're, we're level eight now, right? Yep. So that's, I mean, that's like a scratch. I would be at 57 hit points. I would be at 31. Okay, okay. so you're down to 50? <laughs> yeah, I think we're probably okay for a <laughs> no, bit. No, no, I'm at 57 at... I minus my I'm points just, already. Yeah, you, oh. can, you can do what you want. <laughs> yeah, okay, I take that back. I no, we'll wait. No. I don't. Well, I don't want to burn through my spell slots. Yeah. I'm grateful, but not stupid. Unless you have like <laughs> ten hit points um, left. Actually, you are Dave. Touche. Um, yeah. Touche. I have to do the meta gaming. <laughs> should, should we? Should we have him roll an insight check, maybe? Yeah. To see if no. that's a good idea or not. <laughs> 
I have to roll my math skill. All right, so, yeah. so you all you all hit the ground, and maybe in your in your arm, you an arrow came by and, and nicked you in in the shoulder. Uh, and so you get down on the ground and you look over at Dave. It's like Dave, heal this. What are you gonna do about this? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You're uh, fine. Walk it off. <laughs> Um, excuse me, I'm older. Okay, so for real though, I, I don't believe it's a good idea to waste a spell yeah. slot on seven, uh, well not that I know that it's seven, but I don't believe it's a good idea to waste a spell slot on a, on a minor wound as that. But I only have 57 hit points. <laughs> yes, this is the sound of the world's tiniest violin that Mishakal created. The uh, Mishakalese violin. I have a viola. Pity. I can play that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you, you might have a cantrip that would allow you to play the sound of a of a little violin. I'm a turgy. It just comes out of everywhere. You play the A string. Okay, so you land safely in the courtyard, except for the, the the scratch that Mimi got on her arm from the one knoll arrow. In the courtyard, there's a bunch of dead knolls, and um, there's other bodies lying there too from musketeers. You see the jet, the Atlantean jet, is actually sitting in the courtyard, and it's sitting there, cold, quiet, and its back door has been open, and it looks like that someone had gone in and thrashed the place. So there was another detail that I forgot to bring up, is that Ian led musketeers on this mission, and they had used the jet to get down here. That's stupid. So loud. Okay, but it's, it's also impro- uh, impervious to arrows. Right. That's that's how they got into the castle in the first place. Is so that is, it, they, is it like a Harrier? It's got vertical takeoff? It does have vertical takeoff, yes. You know that's what? sweet. I'm just going to hang out in the jet, let you guys do the mission, so I can survive and be the getaway person. Okay. Huh. <laughs> You're not even so, old enough. So you go onto the jet. And I look at Can I do it like an investigation and make sure it's safe to yeah, go in the jet, maybe? I'm going to investigate if there's anything in there. Or perception or whatever that would be. I'm going to investigate if there's anything in there. Roll, roll an investigation. 18. <laughs> 18. Three. <laughs> Playing like, good. Door open. Same. I'll do it, too. Let me see what uh, no, I Me, Dave. <laughs> what do I, uh, can I... Do I get to roll? Oh, actually... Do I get to add anything to that roll? Yeah, yeah. So in the little skill section there, mm-hmm. um, next to your stats on the oh, left hand side, yeah, investigation. Oh, yeah, that's a minus one actually. So <laughs> I got twenty one. No, you got twelve. So I'm hard pressed to even uh, realize it's a jet at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Giant metal bird. I got twenty one. I rolled this one. So um, what, one thing I should point out, because Dave is a halfling, there, you have unnatural luck. So if you yes, were to ever okay. roll a one, you get to re-roll mm, that. I did Wait, see that. What? Yeah. Um, so the dice know this I, by giving me just above that. Right. Do I find anything? As you saw from the outside, it looked like someone or something or lots of things had come into the jet and just ripped everything apart. Ripped everything apart. So there are, uh, looks like weapons that have been scattered across um, in the seats and the chairs. Uh, the leather on them have been ripped out. Hmm. Um, panels have been pulled out. There's been there's circuitry that, that's sticking out. But the one thing that you do notice as well is that there's, there's no lights on anywhere. And the inside of, the, of this jet looks a little different compared to the last time that you had, you had seen it. It looks like someone had built out some sort of odd contraption in the middle of it. And roll a... Um, 
I'm just trying to think what would be the, the best thing for this because you have known nothing. Roll an arcana check, actually. I have a negative one on that, too. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to have... Probably um, not me. Actually, I'm going to have Mimi do it, but uh, do it with advantage because you have Galaxy with you. Because okay. I have a plus seven. I got 14. You got 14, okay. It's either um, a 12 plus two or a natural one plus two. <laughs> we'll go with the 12 plus two. <laughs> yeah. Hooray, <laughs> advantage. All right, so as far as you could tell, it looks like someone had built out some new weird contraption that seems to be plugged into the jet, but you have no idea what its purpose is for. I turned on the jet. But it looks like it's it's been damaged. You know, never mind. Let's just get in that castle. Is there anything in here we can use? I mean, but, you said weapons and stuff are scattered around, so clearly yeah. they're, it doesn't seem like they were there to loot it. Correct. That's what Correct. I do. Yep, so there are some... Uh, ripped open rations um it looks like that there might have been some cages that held small animals at one point in time but they're they've all been smashed open and there's you see chunks of fur and some blood splattered and yeah there are swords and there are muskets that that are lying around um and there are um barrels of black powder that's there and there's uh ammunition that's there as well okay let's get inside the castle I'm going to take a musket and some ammo because I don't see that on my character sheet. Dave would have a musket pistol. Does he? Okay. I don't see it written down. but That never got written down on there? Okay. Or I'm blind, which is also possible. No, it's you know, actually, yeah, now that you bring that up, I don't think that I do recall ever seeing that on there. Okay. Um, so, so I will add that. Yeah. So it, it's a, uh, so the, the pistol does a 1d10 point of piercing damage, and the... The, there's two things that make the pistols and the, the muskets more effective than uh, bows and arrows or crossbows. Is that you get a critical hit on a 19 or a 20. That means that you roll double the dice for the damage if, uh, if you get a 19 or a 20 on the attack. And you also don't take disadvantage for uh, short-range attacks. So normally when you have a range bow and arrow, if you're trying to shoot it at someone that's within five feet of you, you get disadvantage with it. Okay. But you don't get that with the with the firearms. Okay. I don't get to go like uh, 80s action movie and dual wheel, do I? Uh, you, you, you could... But if you if you really wanted to, would that give me disadvantage? Mm-mm. No. Right. Okay, I'm picking up two of these then. <laughs> <laughs> so you, well, you had one in your belt already. So oh, you, okay, so another you, one. You pick up a second one. All right, I'm going full Rambo on this. Okay. Okay. So I got twenty inside the castle. Okay. You want to go inside the castle? But All right. I had a twenty-one. <laughs> twenty-one for what? For investigation. Well, she was already investigating. You were just helping her investigate. No, no, I wrote it before I helped. Well, you should have checked with me before you did that. I love how I'm such a strickler for the rules with them. I'm such a jerk. It's all right. I'm such a jerk sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I think my favorite was the let's uh, procrastinate a lot on the Griffin, but now we're on the ground. It's like, let's get in the castle. Right. Go. So you leave the jet, and it's a small courtyard that surrounds this castle. It's a small castle, uh, but it's a 30-foot high stone wall that surrounds Whoa. the entire courtyard. There is a, from the angle that you're at, you're on the north side of the courtyard. And you can see that there looks to be a a tunnel that is about 10 feet across. So it's a small tunnel that's got uh, uh, portcullises that are closed and a thick old wooden door that's up. So it's preventing anyone from, from getting in or out of the castle. Let's just get in. 
So you go to the tower, and it's not that large of a tower. And it looks like that this is a fairly old tower as well. Um, meaning that whoever put this up here, uh, originally, it was probably used for defense uh, of the river. But since then, it there's not much that's that's to it. It doesn't look like it has been used for that purpose for a very long time. So but you go into you go into the castle and there's no doors that are on the castle either. It's just a stone opening that goes in. And when you start to go in, that's when you get greeted by Blondie. Oh, Blondie. Blondie, he to remind you, is he is the gnome that built the muskets and he has been working on some additional new designs of how to use the black powder. Why is he is a musketeer? I know, but why is he helping the other people? He's not helping the other people. No, how can he greet us? Because the other ones are dead. I know, but like, how is he, no one's chasing him or anything. How is nobody chasing Because the other ones are dead. No, no but you are inside this castle with the musketeers that you're rescuing. Oh. They are trapped inside this castle in this courtyard, surrounded by an army of gnolls. Or hyenas. Yeah. Oh. So your job is to get them out. And you have to figure out how do you get them out of this castle without them getting killed. Mm. Everybody get in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. So, Bl- so Blondie is there. And you look inside the castle in, in the, the main floor. You see, you see Blondie. You see Ian who is laying down on the ground on a bedroll. And there are uh, six other musketeers that are there. And there are three people that they look like maybe they came from the village or from the town. So there is 11 people that are that have survived in, in, in this castle right now. Oh, and I, I'm sorry. And there's one other person. There's, there's a what appears to be a half-orc that is tied up. And facing the wall in the corner. I go untie him. Yeah, that maybe we shouldn't do that. Why? So <laughs> he's probably tied up for runs a reason. Over to you, he's like, no, 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 no! Don't untie him. We tied him up. He's bad. He's a bad guy. Don't do that. Oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's okay. It's good to see you, Mimi, Galaxy, Dave. Get in the <sighs> jet. Get You're here him. to rescue us, right? That yeah. is the plan. All right, how are we get out? Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Blondie was a gnome. Blondie is a gnome. Yes. Okay, so and he, he talks very, very fast. Okay, that's all right. Uh, would, would he be able then to check out the jet, see what's going on? Is it see if it's repairable? You can ask him. Is the jet repairable? <laughs> can you repair the jet? Um, hey, hey, good idea. You should ask him. No, they stole the crystal. Where's the crystal? The gnolls took it. Where's the crystal? Outside the walls. Where's the crystal? With the big gnoll. Where's the crystal? The leader of the gnolls, he took it. What's his name? I didn't stop to ask. Why? He just took it. <laughs> Has anyone investigated the uh, the keep yet to see if there's another way out? Yeah, there there are openings down below. Okay, that lead into the river, but there's no boats. Cool. I can we can swim. And it is it's a small river as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would still if you got out onto the river, you would still be in range of the arrows. Archers, got it. Okay, I figured as much. I saw a whale at the zoo. I could turn into a whale. <laughs> I can turn into a whale. We're gonna go out Pinocchio style on the river. Um, no, no, you sat a whale bus. 
Yeah, it's a whale bus. It's an animal. A whale bus going. Okay, right let's round let's round entertain this, this saw, idea for a I little bit. I saw Totoro. And I can change into a giant cat bus. Socks. Are you going to Geppetto this? <laughs> um, are there stat blocks for a whale? I thought it had to be a comparable size. That's well, she's, significant. She's able to change into animals up to a certain challenge rating, which is oh, okay. a two at this point, um, which can be a significant size. Should I go Clarence? I'm, I'm going to say, yeah, there's no stat block for it, but I'm going to say that a whale would be higher than a challenge rating two. That's what a if, very large animal. What if I turn into a giant eagle, wait, eagle and bring everybody across? Um, as an eagle, you could probably carry maybe two, three people at the most. Um, and also arrows. Everybody, get down to the river! Get down. What's your plan? <clears throat> get down to the river. Then I'm going to bring everybody across eventually. And then we're going to escape. <laughs> so the, the river itself is surrounded by knolls as well. Um, it cuts through the middle of the city. Well, then I'm going to do firewall. Which is stationary. We can, um, how we got in. You know I, mean, how I love got the creativity. In. All right, so there, there's no bad ideas. That's, no, right, no right. bad ideas. Brain I drain the water and then we sneak right. in and then kill everybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so everyone that's in this group, that's in this castle right now, they look like they've had a rough time. That, Does anyone need healing? Uh, Ian looks like that he needs. Okay, I was. Badly I wasn't sure if he was sleeping. Yeah, I should. I'm gonna go check on Ian. And I guess use one of these. Yeah, can you uh, roll a roll an investigation for me? Actually, no. Um, yeah, let's pick one that I have a positive modifier on. Yeah, roll medicine check for me, <laughs> actually. Yes, that's a seven. I get plus seven for medicine. Oops, where's the, yeah. I get Do you want to go over uh, and help 14 plus seven. Sure, plus I'll go help you. You get advantage now. You get advantage. Well, I already got 21. That's true. Do you want advantage? I'll I'll okay. <laughs> 23. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweet. Well, now that you got that roll. Yeah, yeah. Now that I got the good rolls out of the way, I can screw up some more. <laughs> so you go over and you take a look at at Ian, and he's he's passed out at at the moment. Oh, but it does look like that he is uh, he is sweating a little bit. Um, that might have something to do with that his uh, leg, his left leg being chewed off. Um, That'll do it. So it looks like a tourniquet has been put on there. Uh, it looks like it has stopped the bleeding. But the the interesting thing about Ian that makes you hesitate that you don't know what's going on is that there does appear to be some uh, metal and circuitry that is sticking out of the stump of his leg. Hey, is it like, uh, that's what severed it? Or no, no. So it's, they're trying to make a cyborg out of him? It's, it's bite marks that are on there, so it looks like that a knoll had actually chewed off his leg. Okay. And so... Rude. A little bit... Of, yeah, that is rude. <laughs> it's like, it is not polite to chew people's legs off. Ian is a Atlantean, so he comes from the island of, of Atlantis, which is this small pocket of human civilization that still has access to modern technology. No, they're even um, stronger than modern. Right, oh, right. Oh, so he's like a robot. So he's got some cybernetics that has Dude. been implanted into him, and this gives you pause because while you could heal... The physical parts of him, you're not sure how to deal with the technology that's embedded into into his okay. body. What has and happened? And you might be, you're a little hesitant about that. You could be doing more damage 
then you'll be doing more harm Got than it. good. Okay. If you try to heal them without addressing the that makes sense. The cybernetics right. that are in there. Yeah. Birdie, come on. Uh, or Blondie, sorry, not you. Hi. Hi, Blondie, come take a look at this. Hey, Dave, what's up? Um, metal leg. I'm new to this. Have you seen anything like this before? Um, no, I've only seen uh, the things that come out of his arms. I didn't know that they went through his legs too. Things. Okay, so you're at least familiar that he has non meat parts. Yes. Yes, it's really interesting. He would he wouldn't give he wouldn't let me get a good look at it before, but yeah, I, I want to see how it happened. Okay, well he's passed out and can't say no. Oh, well that's a, all sweet. Right. I this is look. a family show. Sorry about that statement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> edit that one out. Um, yeah, I gotta get used to children. All right. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe take a quick look. I, mean, I think he'll hopefully thank us when we let him not die. So he goes down and he starts poking around it a little bit and you see like Ian's like he stirs a little bit as Blondie gets a finger in there as he <laughs> he just starts poking it. He's like touch, touch. Geez, Dave, I don't know. Um I'd love to give him back to my lab back at uh, Mount Olympus, but right now it's uh, I don't yeah, I'm not sure there's anything I can do for him. All right. If we had the leg, maybe. <clears throat> oh, there we go. Okay. So I have random leg in my backpack. <laughs> you do not have a leg in your backpack. It's can attached I? to the rest of the corgi. Yeah. yeah. No, don't give him a corgi leg. <laughs> He'll still be alive, though. Uh, like, Boom will still be alive, and then he could be back together, and he'd be half-corgi. Yeah, Boom wasn't who I was thinking about there, but... Um, okay, so... So can I, I guess... Uh, well, my investigation is garbage, but... we Can we go scan the courtyard for his leg and or the jet or whatever? Sure. Okay. Would, any, would anyone who doesn't suck at investigation like to help me out with this? Sure. Yay. Okay, all right, I'll just I'll just roll then. The, yeah, roll it with advantage because they're they're helping you look around. Plus Sweet. seven. Oh, 18. Minus one, so seventeen. But that's still oh. better than the four. All right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm good at so seventeen. Seventeen. Can yeah. I do investigation? All right, sure. You can roll investigation too. Why not? Quick, just tell us we found the leg. <laughs> that was the sound of finding a leg. I think. I got twenty. A metal you got 26? Leg All right. With a fleshy meat wrap <laughs> around it. So you determine that the leg is actually in the belly of one of the dead gnolls. Um, okay. Uh, 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 and that's when you hear yelling come from the musketeers that are in the castle. And they come running out of the castle and they run towards the walls. And that's when you hear. The snarling and the grunting and the, the, the sound of metal clanging on metal. And you hear one of the musketeers yell out, They're attacking again! And they, they run up onto the, onto the walls around the castle. I run up to the walls. So where was the sound coming from? Inside the... Outside, outside, outside the, of the walls. Um, okay. just... Where is Blondie through this? Uh, Blondie is he, uh, he's staying back in the castle. Okay. So it's the the other six musketeers. So three of them are running to the north side, and three of them are actually running to the south side. So it, it looks like that the gnolls are attacking from both sides of the river at I the same time. I turn into a polar okay. bear. You turn into a polar bear. Polar bear. They're okay. Good sw- they're good swimmers. And I summon <laughs> and I summon clearance. The uh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get because to that. We're going to be attacking. So how? What do you want to do? Right. So are you going to go up onto the parapets with the musketeers and help them, or do you all want to go to one side? Do you want to split up, or how, how do you want to do this? So I know we're going to be fighting them. Wait, what yep. about Ian? Is he? He's inside the castle, and Blondie is staying with him. Yeah. Um, I want to summon Clarence, and he's going to go by the wall to protect the other three. I'm going to turn into a polar bear and stay with the other six. 
Okay. So you're gonna okay, you're gonna summon Clarence. And I'm him. sorry, who's Clarence? Clarence what is a her dinosaur. dinosaur. Of course it is, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stupid question on my part, and I apologize for that. So it's uh, to be more specific, uh, uh, Clarence is an Allosaurus. Okay. Um, okay, so there, there's potentially a lot of combat that would happen with this. So you would be summoning a dinosaur, obviously. Like you do, yeah. Yep. You would be turning into a polar bear, and but you would be going to the north wall and you'd be sending Clarence to the south wall. Dave, I imagine, is just up there with both his pistols. Uh, he will be, but I'd like to... Does he um, totally like come at me, bro? <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's dual-wielding this from the wall, absolutely, but... Um, I want to I want to at least let Blondie know about the leg inside the knoll that we found because if he's going to be with yeah, yeah so if if we found Ian's leg I'd like I'd like Blondie to know so he can open up the knoll I guess and uh, <laughs> and see about see about making some stuff happen with that okay all right I but like then that. but then I'll head up. To the wall. So, but it's as you're running to the wall, right? Yelling yeah. out to Blondie. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's in there! It's the one with the leg shape poking out of its stomach. Ah. Go for that one. All right, so so Galaxy, what, what what are... So everyone's talking about what they're doing to prepare for uh, for the Noel attack that's happening right now. So is there anything in particular that you're going to do, or are you just going to run up to the wall and start flinging spells at him? You're going to do that? Okay. So, Dave, you go... Pull your pistols out of your belt and you go run into the stairs to, to go up to the wall and you yell out to Blondie and you see Blondie come out of the castle and you see him grab hold of the Knoll's body and he starts to try dragging it and he's not he's not strong enough to, to get it. And you look you look back over to the wall as you get up to the top and there are hundreds of knolls Oof. that are piling on top of each other right now. World War Z style. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I'm just trying and just you hear <laughs> And slobber, and they're they're just climbing over each other, trying to get up the walls. And then you look back over at at Blondie, and that's when you see him pull out a, a small dagger as he starts to um, you know you know uh, Han Solo with a lightsaber <laughs> style, trying to get into open up that tauntaun, right. baby. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know if they smell bad on the outside. <laughs> Mimi, you get up to the top as a polar bear. And you look over the wall as well, and you see these gnolls just climbing over each other, just snarling. They've got, they've got their swords out, saliva is streaming everywhere, and they're, they're they're just frenzied. They just they look insane as they're trying to get up the walls and trying to get at you. Bertie, what what wall were you going to go to? So Dave, I assume that you went to the north wall. Yes. To help Clarence. No, no. So, Clarence went so south. Dave would be with you at the north wall. Yes. So Galaxy. I'll go to the south wall. Okay. With Clarence. All right. So. This is potentially a lot of combat and a lot of roles, so so I'm going to be simplifying this a little bit, um, and how we're going to be doing the mechanics on this. So, essentially, you have to do a certain amount of damage in one round to repel the attack from the gnolls. So, I'm going to do rolls for the musketeers, and I'm going to count up the damage that they do, and then there's a certain damage threshold that you have to hit in order to repel the attack. If you don't repel the attack, that means some of the gnolls got up to the top of the wall and potentially attacked or hurt the musketeers or you. So let's start with Mimi and Dave. Roll the damage for your bite attack and roll the damage for your claw attack. Because there are so many gnolls that are coming up right now, you can't not miss. So swiping out at them, you're hitting something. It's a wall of of 
of meat and claws and teeth that is coming up at you right now. So, so 11 for my uh, bite. Okay. Yep, now roll your claw attack. Uh, 13 for my uh, bite. Okay. So you snarl out and rake your claws across the, the first couple of knolls. They, they get up to, almost to the top of the wall, but you, as a polar bear, you've got a long reach on, on your claws, and you smack them out of the way, and they go tumbling down the wall of the other knolls that are there. And another one gets close enough to you that you're able to snap out at it, and you bite hold of it, and with a quick snap of your jaws and, and a movement of your neck, you send him flying backwards out into the air, and he goes tumbling down the 30 feet as well. Dave. Sweet. Um, quick question. Sure. Bonus action. Does that have to be done after my action, or can it be done before? It can be done before. Okay, because I've got spiritual weapon. Yes. Um, so I wanted to summon that for anything up top, but I've got the pistols for range. Can you I do, do you, all of that? You do have uh, spells that will do ranged attacks as well. Um, in right. fact, um, one range spell that you have is called uh, Guiding Bolt. And oh, yeah. if you cast that, that actually does 4d6 radiant damage. Oh, I didn't see that so, card. Oh, it's on the... I don't see that either. <laughs> oh. Uh, you don't see Oh, guiding yes, bolt? I do. I lied. It was the second card. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Why would you lie? So you have the pistols that are available. I'm a terrible available. person. You, you have the pistols that you can use, but they don't, yeah. they don't use up spell slots. Right. Uh, they, uh, the guiding bolt that would use up a spell slot. Okay. It has the potential of doing more damage than, than the pistols. Okay. Um, but I can only do one, either Guiding Bolt or the Pistols, Correct. Right? Oh, okay. Correct. Well, then I guess, yeah, we'll maximize the damage and do uh, Guiding Bolt. Guiding Bolt? Okay. Yeah. yeah so roll uh, 4d6. Okay. Or you could even cast it at a higher level. So it is a so Guiding Bolt is a level one spell. Mm. If you were to cast it at level two, it gives you another d6 of damage. If you cast it at level three, it gives you two more d6. If you cast it at level four, it gives right. you three more d6. What spell level am I on? Uh, you have slots that. up to level four. So I could do level four, which would give me a lot of dice, but burn up all my spell slots for the day. No, no, it would just burn up one of your level four spell slots. Got it. Okay. So yeah, so if you look at your spell sheet. The second one? Third one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you'll see um, slots available um, under each category there of how many you have. I think you have two level four spell slots. Yes. So, so you would Oh, burn yeah, yeah, Guardian of Faith and Stone Shape are written there. Yep. Yep. So you would burn up one of those one of those slots. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't normally play uh, spell users. I'm a. <laughs> in fact, that my D and Derp character, who's a, a dragonborn named Frizzle Punch, he just, <laughs> his literally he screams advantage and just runs at people. So, <laughs> so this, uh, so thought provoking magical attacks are not my uh, specialty. All right. Or um, you could, or you could just do Rambo style and use use your uh, your main action to fire one pistol and a bonus action to fire the second one. No, we'll go with this first. We'll okay. see. Maybe maybe on a next, the next wave, I okay. guess. Um, all right. So, yeah, let's do that level four thing. Okay. So that basically is seven? 76, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> we have three, so we're going to hey, roll. Birdie, do you, you want to give him uh, some more D6s so we can roll them all at the same time? Or do you have four? Yeah, yep. Beautiful. Thank you. I have more than four. Please That's all right. Have I have seven now. I have eight. See what you got. Here we go. Six. All ones. All right. 20, 25. 25. All right. All right, so, yep, you hold out your hand, and <laughs> white light shoots out of your hand and hits the gnolls just as they're getting up to the to the top of the walls, and it sends them flying back. And it, it actually lights one of them up, and 
I love the description on this because it basically it covers them in kind of like this glowing aura that makes them easier to see. And so the next person that tries to hit them actually gets advantage on that attack. Nice. All right. So then let's I'm going to jump to the south wall now because this is where Galaxy and Clarence is with the other other musketeers there there. So Galaxy, what is it that you are going to do at the south wall as you see these gnolls charging up over each other trying to get up to the top of this 30 foot 30 foot stone wall? Fireball. Fireball? Okay. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. Um do I need a roll or does that You need to roll the damage for your fireball. Which yep, nice. they roll a dexterity saving throw to take half damage, but because there's so many of them, you're going, you're gonna hit a bunch of them um, with max damage. I need an 86. 24. 24. Sorry, 24. 24. All right, so 24 points of damage. Mimi, can you roll the damage for Clarence for me? I'm like Clarence. So yeah, so Galaxy, you get up to the top of the wall. You see all these gnolls that are coming at you. You point your magic wand at them, and this huge fireball explodes out from it and sends the huge pile of gnolls toppling down and burning and screaming. Why do I need a wand? Can't I just do it with my hands? Um, if you want, however you want to describe it. I thought the wand gave it a magical advantage. No, the, the wand um, is her... The rules are in D&D that you... Okay. So. Hold on a second. Sorry. I know it's your turn. You can either use spell components or you can use an arcane focus. Mm. So spell components, that's if you really want to get into like the nitty-gritty details of spell casting, of like going out of your way to collect the specific little uh, components that you need for a spell, which sure. could be something as simple as a feather for featherfall, or it could be a strip of leather, or maybe you need to secure a jewel that's worth 500 gold pieces. And so there's all these opportunities of exploring and role-playing and trying to gather up these materials for your spells. I didn't want to get into that level of minutia with this, sure, especially yeah. with, with the girls. Mm -hmm. So the so the, so the the alternative rule is having an arcane focus, like a magic wand. It really can be anything that you want it to be. You just have to have that item on your person in order to cast these spells. Okay. Now, her magic wand is a special magic wand that gives her bonuses to her rolls. It makes her spells a little more powerful than what they would normally be. Right. Okay. So, Mimi. So, what is Clarence doing? Um. So, he's going to use his bite and clock. Okay. So, um... So, the mechanics with Clarence is, as a dinosaur, he, in order to get both attacks, he has to charge forward 30 feet first. Um, Picture like Jurassic Park of like the, the Velociraptors Clarence? charging out. They do the claw attack and then they bite. So I'm going to say that, that that happens as Clarence charges up the stairs. You got the 40. That's a 4. Yep. 4. four. Okay. Plus 6 is 10. So we did 10. Okay. Um, But he'll... Yeah. Um, and then for his bite he got um, 7. 17 total? All right, so Clarence goes running up the stairs and leaps out at the knolls just as they're getting to to the top of of the of the walls, and he knocks one of them down and he bites another one, and then this is when the musketeers that are there they finally join in into the fray as well. Although this is happening all at the same time, it's just chaos at, at the top of the wall, and they open up and they and they fire their their rifles into the knolls that that are coming up, boom boom boom, and. 
Some of them don't do very good. Some do better than others. So you never caught the names for, for all of these musketeers, so we'll see what happens. The ones at the south wall, uh, they got a little frazzled uh, by seeing all the gnolls that were coming up over the wall. And then all of a sudden, there's this dinosaur that comes leaping out from behind them and it startles <laughs> them. And they kind of all shoot off in different directions. They've, they've had a rough day. They've, they've really been through it. Um, and every single one of them misses and they get overwhelmed and killed by the gnolls that are coming up over the wall. And it's Galaxy's Fireball is a thing that finally knocks the gnolls back Wait. and sends them tumbling back down Did over the, the wall. Die? The, the three, the three red shirt musketeers. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> at the south wall, they every single one of them got taken down by by a gnoll. That's why I never wear a red shirt that much. Quickly, Ensign Steve. <laughs> <laughs> go navigate or go investigate the south wall. Yeah, no, no, back at back at the north wall, uh, two of the musketeers did a pretty good job in, in shooting down into into the the mass of gnolls that are that are coming up. Uh, but one of them um, did get clawed and and killed by the gnolls. But because you because Mimi and Dave are there, uh, your guiding bolt and the polar bear that is now up there as well, you were able to to knock them back and and, and repel the attack. And so. Narratively, this goes on for more than just a round, but it's like you continue doing battle and knocking them back. There's casualties that we that you lose, obviously, on on this side of the wall, but you do manage to repel the gnolls, and they climb back down off of their their fallen brethren, and they they go about their business. Galaxy, can you can you roll a roll a perception check for me? So the battle ends, things quiet down. The gnolls kind of they they pull back and they go about their business of continuing their siege around the castle. 18. Thank you. So with an 18, you do see something a little odd. You see that some of the gnolls, after the battle is over with, they come back, but not in a charge, not in a fury, but very methodically, they come back and you see them starting to drag off the bodies of their fallen brethren. You see them starting to pull off those 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 bodies of the gnolls. And it strikes you as a, as as a little odd you wouldn't think that these these savage and demonic creatures would really care that much about the the dead bodies. I think I have a prediction. Okay. They're taking the dead bodies so they can recreate them. So they make them back to life. We're thinking necromancy. Roll your arcana check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Did you add your modifier to it? Okay. Seven plus seven. Fourteen. You're not. You're not quite sure. Um. But yeah, you do have a guess that maybe there is some something nefarious that's going on with uh with the bodies. Um. Mimi, can you can you roll a perception check as well? Mm-hmm. I got nine and I already added my. Okay. <laughs> so you see the same thing. You see you see the gnolls slowly and methodically come back and start dragging off off the dead bodies and uh yeah, you have no idea why. <laughs> Never cuz she's Mimi. Do we have any indication on just how many like how much of a dent we put in their forces? Uh not roll a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's good. Uh 21. 21? Yeah. It's uh barely a dent. Yeah. Barely a dent. Um, so you, you get the impression just by looking at the musketeers that are around you that 
this is something that they've been doing for a while. They'll, they'll keep coming and they'll keep going at waves. And if you're here doing the same thing, repelling the attack for maybe a couple of weeks, you might have a chance. But it's just just after this one encounter, it's not, yeah, it's not nearly enough. Well, we lost four of the six musketeers that went up there. Right. You lost a significant portion of your, of your forces compared to theirs. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. So I guess if this is over, I kind of wanted to go check on Blondie and Blondie's see what's having, up with the leg. He's, he's having a tough time. He's <laughs> he's like shoulder deep rooting around and he's just, oh, 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 oh it smells so bad. It smells so bad. Oh, he still oh. hasn't gotten the leg out still yet? still hasn't gotten the leg out, though. No. Okay. Uh, can I help him? Sure. Do I need to roll anything or can I just yank that leg out of his stomach? <laughs> <laughs> roll a medicine check. Med- oh. oh, that's good. Okay. And do, a- do it with advantage because he's there. Okay. And, well, be and I have a plus seven anyway, so that's that's a six. That's garbage. Um, 22. 22. All right. Yep. Ooh. So you come over and you help Blondie get get the leg out of uh, the belly of that of this bedroll. Oh, it's super bloody. It's it's super gross. It's You're like, welcome. Yeah, it's like... Uh, <laughs> Is there mashed peas on it? Because <laughs> that's what they eat. That doesn't that doesn't seem like a normal Noel diet, but I guess <laughs> no they they don't they don't typically eat vegetables, meat and potatoes. Yeah, kinda, they should. Kind of hyena people, <laughs> but you know this was this Noel this particular Noel uh, was washing its figure a little bit. It was tr- it was striving for a more balanced diet, and yeah, there 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 are smashed peas right, on it. Great, the Noel food pyramid at work. That's great. <laughs> So yes, you do. You do manage to get the, the legs in rough shape, though. Okay. I mean, as, okay. as it would be if it, if it got swallowed almost entirely whole by a right. savage creature. Um, but yeah, but you got the leg. Okay. So I guess I can. Here you go. Here you go, Blondie. Maybe investigate this. Take a look at it. See what you can figure out. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. And he goes scurrying <laughs> off with it. Maybe wash it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, and he stops. He looks back. And he says, "Oh, by the way, thanks again. Um, those knolls." They're going to do that again in about an hour. It's been like that for the last day or so. It's like every hour we're going to get another wave in. So, um, yeah, I hope you can come out with something. Oh, you and me both. He goes running off. Girls, any ideas? Polar bear. Let them die. That's true. You are are still a polar bear. (laughs) Let them die. (laughs) See ya. And run away. Okay, so just just oh, want to point out, like, um, just like some of the. Okay, so your mission was to come here and try and save as many of them as you can. Bad news, good news. Bad news is that you did just lose four musketeers in the last Man. attack. Good news is that's four less people that you have to worry about rescuing now. Well, morbid but accurate. It's like the corgi thing. We don't have any bad news. We don't have any corgis. <laughs> Any living corgis. Right. We have dead corgis. You, and just to point out, you forgot to pull Boom out of your bag of holding to help with that attack. Boom, why did you scream? You, well, you can't hear anything once it's in the bag of holding. Oh. I just opened the so lid. So maybe it did. I just opened the lid, and what happens? Well, well, the way the bag of holding works is that you have to reach in and think about the thing that you want to retrieve from it. Mm, I want Boom. Okay, yep. You Boom's head appears out of the top of your, your backpack. He's like and, sticking out like... And yep, <laughs> his big oversized green tongue stick out. <laughs> and he jumps out, shakes its fur a little bit, and gives a little rough... <laughs> Oh, come here, boy. And you see the, the metal bolt sticking out of the side of its neck. And it oh. stitches everywhere. And the, but it's got one ear 
um, where it's st- it's still it's stitched on, but it's floppy. You know, it's just folded in half of where the stitches are because oh couldn't puppies. get the cartilage lined up quite right. Like yeah, that's a bummer when that happens. Um, her ear is like how it's sewed. It's halfway on there. It's kind of floppy in a way. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. Oh, I love those dogs yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, Boom looks at you with its brown eye and slightly larger blue eye. So you've got someone else to help mm-hmm. at the wall now. Yeah. If uh, if you're gonna be here in a, in another hour. Oh, I just imagine just <laughs> everybody right. gets on my back. I'm going to take us far away and to Atlantis again. All right. So so how many? So let's do a head count now. So you lost four, and there were um, so there were six with Ian and Blondie, and then there were three more civilians. So there was eleven people in and the total. orc. And the orc that's tied up that you don't not know that we would about. rescue them, but well, maybe I don't know. Nah. So there are yeah. So there is so there are now uh, seven people that you have to rescue, possibly eight, depending on what the story is with that that half orc that's that's tied up. No seven. Uh, don't you know what? I will carry three. Birdie, you can galaxy galaxy can <laughs> cast. <laughs> Float on four on four of them. So it would be seven down and I think she can cast it on up to five creatures actually. Oh, so then Dave would be in there too, so now we're all I have I like that I'm the I'm the afterthought. That there Oh, there's four and I guess Dave who's with us. Do you mean fly fly? Yeah, that's par for the course. Okay, fair enough. Um, what, uh, okay, so we have about an hour. What, can we, maybe, I'd like to kind of figure out what's going on with the half-orc. I, I also want to point out that the, leaving the jet behind would also be kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm thinking that same thing, too. Why? Because it's, it's one of a kind. It's, um, it's, it's a jet that, it's a jet. <laughs> <laughs> it flies much, much faster than the Griffins do. And it can carry a lot more people and a lot more supplies. Yeah. You're yeah, I want to always build a new one. And and <laughs> yeah, no big deal. Another jet. It's cool. Blood is all over there. We right? got the plans. It's fine. Um, At least we have everybody alive. Well, for an hour, but we can't fly it out of here without that crystal that got taken. Well, forget the crystal. Then we forget the jet. Exactly. Okay. No. 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 I'm just That's saying a- you. You can leave the people behind. You can leave the jet behind. It's just like I'm just saying. These are like some things that you might want to think about with f- whatever plans you put together. I feel as as a lawful good cleric that leaving anybody behind is probably not in my wheelhouse. No, if we can help it, we're leaving the orc person. Well, we don't know who he is yet. That's what I'd like to figure out. Okay. Somebody, somebody has a truth spell, right, or something? No. Dave, actually, you're the one with the spell of zone of truth. Oh, good for me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so uh Blondie has any what's this what's the situation on this half orc thing? And so he's he's over um with Ian's leg. <laughs> oh, sort of eye. positioning it, twisting it around back and forth, trying to figure out what's the right way that it's supposed to supposed to go back the on. The toes there. go in front. <laughs> Blondie. <laughs> but he's still like scratching his head trying to figure out like what's the what's the best way to approach this. And he's like, Oh, wait, wait, what? And he look he looks up and he looks over at you, he's like, Oh, oh that guy, uh I think he's a cultist of the of the demon lord. We'll leave he, him. He was helping the warlock that uh, that we came here to kill, and uh, yeah, it's he lived through the battle, and so we, we didn't know what to do with him, so we tied him up. 
Well, that's advantageous. <laughs> All right, I would. Um, I'm gonna go question him then. Yeah. I want to use zone of truth. As you approach him, uh, roll a perception check for me. Okay. Thanks for picking a, something I have a high. Modifier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> as much as that helped me. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, as you approach him, you can tell he's awake. He's, but he's facing away from me. He's facing mm-hmm. towards the wall. And he's on his side. And he's got his he's got his hands tied behind his back. He's hog tied right now with his feet up behind him, and his hands are tied to his ankles. And it looks like that he's got a gag that's in. And but you can hear him like humming a tune, but you can't quite make it out because he's gagged. Right, like as in just to pass the time, kind of nonchalance, or is he trying to do some kind of spell? You you can't tell. Okay. But it's got it's got a little bit of a melody to it. Okay. Um, you don't think it's a spell, but okay. it's it's hard to tell because it's pretty muffled at the moment. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am. <laughs> um. All right. So I guess. I'm gonna spin him around all right. and tell him that I have like all right. So it's a half orc, so it's a big guy. Um, all right, I'm a halfling. Yeah, yeah. I'm. You, you want to roll uh, roll an athletics check for me? Oh, good. This is gonna end poorly for Dave, I think. Thirteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'll say that you manage. He's on the ground, right? So you manage right. to spin him around so that he's facing the the inside, <laughs> and he kind of he kind of helps you a little bit too as he's moving around because he wants to see what's going on right and i appreciate that because i'm tiny yep so he's got grayish bluish skin on him you can see um tusks sticking out of the bottom part of his jaw that the uh that the gag is sort of like woven into <laughs> a bit and he's, he's national and he's looking at you and his eyes are kind of darting all over the place it's like you kind of get the impression that um he's not quite all there okay like crazy or dumb? Crazy. Okay. Like he almost looks happy to see you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a pretty inviting guy. <laughs> Roll to seduce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dave's not a hugger per se, but um. All right. So, do do we know his name? Mm-mm. Okay. Um. All right. If I take this gag off, are you gonna play nice? He he just continues humming and moving his jaw around oh All right. on, on this whatever this thing is that he's he's doing. Okay, so I have to decide if I want to ungag him. Basically, mm-hmm. um, all right, well, girls, did you want to like go over and help? You guys, Dave doing anything? You're, you're still a polar bear at this point. You haven't you haven't you could stay a polar bear for like <clears throat> I think you could do it for like two two hours now. You can stay in polar bear form. Um, Some backup would be nice. I. I feel like what we should do is well, I... Let me pause just right there. Do you know what Dave is doing right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> 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 just, just wanted to make sure that you understood that before yeah, yeah. you went off in a different direction. Okay. So... Well, thank you. You're still a polar bear. I will be a giant eagle. You could, Yes, you can change it to a giant eagle. Yes, okay. Don't you I tell me what I know, Dungeon Master. Three people should... Four people still need. No, no. Yeah, how many? People? There's se- there's seven people left. Eight if you count the demon cultist that's so tied up right now. Four people left. Birdie, could you? No, there, there's seven people down. left. I know. After I do the three. Oh yes. Okay. So if so you took three, yep, there would be four people left. Galaxy, um, puts fly on them. She can only do it on one of them at a time. Well, 
Oh, no, no, no. She does make some, like, f- she... Featherfall? She does Featherfall on Dave and the other four, and then she casts a fly on herself. And so Dave's a little busy right now. And then I don't want Featherfall. <laughs> so she's trying to come up with a plan. No, I, I got it. So you and look over we- and you see the polar bear just scratching yeah. and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Starts making marks in the ground as it's doing the math. <laughs> and then we all float up away. So Galaxy can cast Featherfall on up to five creatures, I believe. So if you carry three, she could actually cast Featherfall on the, the folks that are left. Yeah. So the math works out now that you lost so many people at the last, <laughs> the last attack. So, but that would require you to leave the jet behind. Whatever. Which I think everyone, <laughs> I think I, everyone would agree was kind of secondary compared to saving the lives fair, of the people here. Yeah. But would, I think, barring the success of this plan, make it easier to get more people out of here? Why don't we get... Everybody get out of here by my plan and come back and get the jet. That could work. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You don't know if the jet would still be here by the time that you get back. So just throwing that out. It's Whatever. possible. It's How would they get a jet out of there? What's that? How would they get the jet? Oh, I guess they, well, they, they could just rip it apart. Fair so enough, it's yeah. just no longer useful. Um, one thing I do want to point out, not to sway you in one direction or another, is the jet could easily carry everyone. Yeah. And more. And supplies yes. and whatever. Yeah. I know, but the way it would be coming next, next would say like kill another three people. Yep, and very then, good point. Yep. So that mm-hmm. means yeah, as and you're waiting around trying to get that jewel, be, there's going to be more and more attacks. Would it be to get the crystal? Well, that was in part what my plan was to try and find out. I don't know if the orc is crazy and it's not going to help us. Although, oh, well, you have uh, three villagers. They're from the village outside the castle, right? Yep. So we have them to talk to as well. Yep. I like my plan. <laughs> of course you do. Why? It's better. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Relative. Nice. <laughs> so, well, Featherfall only lasts for a minute. So if she casts that on five of them, that you only have a minute to get wherever it is that you need to go while they're, they weigh as much as a feather. And then she casts it again. Well, <laughs> we can use my plan where, where say, there one minute wears off, okay, then she would cast it okay. again. Well, this is really good. I like, we've got options that are there. Mm-hmm. Dave's going to be trying to find out some more information from the cultists, maybe talk to some yep. of the other people to get some, a little bit more details, but you've got the forming of a plan that could yep. potentially get everyone out. Galaxy, do you have any ideas? Okay. Um... And if you don't have any ideas, no, I, I would let you roll an insight check, and I could maybe volunteer some information for you. Because the, the reason I like this sort of check is because oftentimes we are playing characters that are smarter than we are. And so if you can't come up with a solution, I like to give the character themselves a chance to, to come up with something. Yeah, I can't really find an idea. Or oftentimes we're playing characters that are dumber than we are, which... Which makes for for some interesting is, problem solving. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Whatever I get, plus one. I can always get advantage. Advantage. Why? Because I only have a plus one. Why would you get advantage? I don't know. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I really like that logic, and I think that going forward, we should all use that. <laughs> I always get advantage. I, I get, get advantage, advantage. Be- I don't know. because reasons. <laughs> I might get a bad roll. Well, well, right. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. 16. 16? Yeah. All right. So with a 16, 
you start thinking about this and you think back to the planning and the chat that you're having at the very beginning, there is 10 minutes of air that's inside your bag of holding. Oh, yeah. And it's roughly 64 cubic feet of space that's in there. Wait, I got an idea. She flies with five people in her bag for 10 minutes. Okay. Well, you can cover a lot of ground in 10 minutes if you were flying. A giant eagle can cover a lot of ground in 10 minutes. Some more details have come out of formulating this plan. Okay, Dave. What, what, okay, what do you got? So you're uh, you're standing there over the over this half orc cultist who's yep. looking around crazily. And he's he's sort of smiling up at you right now, and he's humming this tune or song or spell. You have no idea, right? I'm uncomfortable about leaving the jet behind. I know it's not our top priority, but I feel like that'd be bad. We could come back to it right, if it's still here and as whole as it is now. We'd only be gone for like 11 minutes, and we need to get these people home. So I say, go with my plan. Yay, we agree. Yeah, but we're more than 11 minutes from home, right? I assume? Correct, yes. I know, but then we could land somewhere and then take a little break. It is a small town. It's 10 minutes of flying would easily bring you past the town's limits. Fair enough, okay. All right. Um, do, do you want to at least give Dave a chance to see if he gets some more information before you? Out of that guy, but only that guy. Only that guy? Okay. Yeah. I don't get to talk to the villagers afterwards. If Okay, fair enough. Right. And Compromise, I suppose. Ian is also gravely wounded <laughs> right now. I so guess we don't have a lot could, of time to waste on him. He could ride on me. I mean. And depending on how you transport him could make his situation worse so, as well. Yeah, you don't want to move someone with a spinal injury. I mean... He, Even a robot. He could... The best idea if he was going to fly would probably be on me because it got harder for him to breathe in birdies. Galaxy's back. But he is unconscious as well right now, so it would be very difficult for him to fly in the back of a giant eagle and with only one leg. <laughs> and, and again, not shooting your plan down. I'm just... Just these are the logistics. These are these are the issues and the problems that, that you need to you need to solve for. We need to get the people home. You don't don't convince me of that. Convince them of that. <laughs> I found anything. Okay, so uh, galaxy is me. At least I, I'm not. I have a chance. Not Dave. Go talk to the person, and then if you don't get anything else out, I think we should go my place. All right, so now I have to decide if I want to keep talking to this rambling cultist because apparently I only get one chance at this. Um, or you join my idea. Well, I'm, I'll join the idea. Okay. I just need to, for better or worse, we'll do it because I'm apparently outvoted. But <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm, see, now I'm trying to weigh whether or not... Can I roll something to some kind of insight or something? I said only do an insight check. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> 26. Oh, what? okay. Um, I'm Dave and I know things. <laughs> yeah, you don't know some things too. So the first thing that that you feel like you should be doing is going over and seeing if you can help Blondie with Ian. Because if you can, because you've got healing spells, but you also have this other spell 
it's a cantrip of yours that you can use as many times as you want. It's called mending. You can use, and that's what you can use on inanimate <laughs> objects to mend them back together. If there's like a single break that's in there, dude, I didn't know that. And so that's why I allow for these like insight checks, right? Because it's like it's hard to keep track of all of the special abilities that these characters have, especially if you've never played this character right, yeah, before. Yeah. Okay. So you think that if you could go over and you could do a combination of mending and healing on Ian's leg. You could reattach it and bring him back from the brink. Oh, okay. And if you do that, Ian is, he's an Atlantean. He's a accomplished soldier and fighter. Um, and he's got a lot of knowledge when it comes to battle tactics and things right. like that. So you'd have another ally, someone else that could help fight as well. And maybe he's got other ideas that could happen. And worst case scenario is that you stabilize him enough to travel for Mimi's idea. Right. Okay, let's do that. And Good one, he Dave's could brain. probably give you more information about that title. Yeah, probably a lot of insight. Here. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's attempt that. Okay. Good one, Dave's brain. <laughs> <laughs> Roll a... All right, so you go over and you start taking a look at the leg and, and you help Blondie move it around so the <laughs> toes are pointing in the right direction because <laughs> that's as far as he got. He didn't get very far with, Fair the, enough. with the leg. He was because he got really enraptured with the circuitry and the other metal ah. and stuff like that that was sticking out of there. So you get that put in place, and uh, because Blondie is helping you, uh, roll a medicine check with uh, with advantage. Okay. That was a natural one. Thanks, advantage. <laughs> Remember, you get to re-roll one. Oh, that's uh, right. Just as okay. a half leg. All right. So do I, with advantage, do I still get to re-roll a one? No, you no, don't. Okay. All right. Only, um, only if that was the highest of the advantage. Ooh, would that you would get. be a bummer. <laughs> like, if you rolled two ones, I would let you re-roll it. With- all right. Um, that's a 16, then. 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, can you roll a uh, roll an arcana check? Oh, that's going to be poor. Oh, 16. 16. Okay. All right, so you get you get it lined up, you get the materials together there, and you get the, the the flesh lined up the way that it's supposed to be. Now I need you to roll one more medicine check. Okay. Ten. Ten. So you get it all lined up. You get the you cast the mending spell and the the metal sinks back up together. And there's some other weird, like almost like polymer or plastics that are in there as well. That those start coming back together as well. You get the leg lined up, and you cast a healing spell to see if you can get the the, the flesh to start knitting back together. Did I already cast mend at this point? Yes, you did. Okay. Yep. So cantrip doesn't use up uh, a spell slot for right. It. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's when Ian's body starts to shake. He starts going into convulsions at this point. Oh. <laughs> Good idea, Dave's brain. Um Okay. Do uh I mean I have a pretty high medicine. Can I do can I roll again to try and stabilize him or figure out what's going on or is this more of Based a, of the insight check you had before, side. um I feel like that you're at the point that you want to uh, just go all in and yep. cast a, a. You're going to Mishakal for this okay, one. Okay, great. You're, yeah. and you're going to cast a healing spell. All on right, Mishakal help on this one. <laughs> Natural one, baby. Okay. All right, plus, so plus eight, or did I just like? Oh, I killed killed Ian. <laughs> Bye. So, so he would get he would get nine hit points back. Okay. Um, so it's a difficult heal. I mean, it was a, it's a it was a complicated process that you were doing. There was almost kind of like you were doing like magical surgery yeah. that you've never done before. And his eyes open up and he sits up. <coughs> He's coughing. He's like, oh. Was that an actual cough or was that a... 
fake cough. That was, that was a fake cough. But it sounded real because acting. Yeah, and that sounds like, in a way, you're real coughing away. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I can cough on command. I'm talented like that. <laughs> Resume fodder right there. <laughs> he looks up, and so and Ian sits up, and he looks up at you. He's like, Dave, what are you doing here? Fixing you, apparently. I guess they uh, Doc sent the cavalry in. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm told from the uh, prologue. <laughs> He's like, all right, then. And uh, he stands up. That's good. I got my leg back. Yes. Thank you. Yes, it went on a magical journey. And he, he looks around uh, at the circumstances, and he you can see him do a quick head count. He's like, oh, we're uh, not in great shape right now, I can see. No, we are not. We have a plan to get out. All right, Mimi, let's hear the plan. Is it okay that we don't take the jet? <sighs> if that's what it's going to take. Let's hear it. What do you got? I explain it to him. Okay. <laughs> so I, t- like, I like that shortcut, actually. <laughs> so, okay, so tell me one more time. So you're going to stick as many people as you could into the bag of holding? Yes. And then you're going to carry everyone that you could on your back as a, fl- a giant flying eagle. And then Birdie will flop. Galaxy will fly. <laughs> <laughs> and then once 10, 11 minutes, once 10 minutes are up, Galaxy will cast... Um, feather fall on the people in her bag which will go for one more minute (laughs) (laughs) so if if you have 10 minutes so i believe that galaxy's fly spell lasts for 10 minutes that she can concentrate on that so 10 minutes is more than enough time to get outside of town that you could land and let everybody out of the bag of holding well there's like 10 minutes we don't need to do the feather fall thing okay Okay, so he's like, well, maybe I'd uh, hate to leave the jet behind, but uh, yeah, the people come first. We can always come back. I can always be an eagle. And then, yeah, nope, I agree. Let's, uh, yeah, we can always come back for that thing. It's uh, people are more important than things. So, so Galaxy is going to carry me? In her butt, unicorn butt butt back. I'm sorry, what? In a unicorn butt, butt, butt. I have to. I have to climb into a unicorn's butt. Backpack. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 rubs his temples a little bit. He's like, "All right, all right, everybody, gather things up. We're getting into a unicorn's butt backpack." Or you're flying on an eagle. Or we're fl- where? Where's this eagle at? I'm gonna be an eagle. You're. Uh, all, all right then. Um. He looks over at you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave just lets out a chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's do this. I turn into an eagle. Okay, yeah, you, you turn into a giant eagle of that's got like a sixty foot wingspan on it. So, but you're standing, yeah, you're standing there, but you're, you know, it's like you're. About I don't, I have no idea. You're about ten feet tall, just standing there on the ground. Uh, you could carry three people as long as they're small. I'll carry three smallest people. Well, if that that's me. Not I'm pretty sure. What What are you leaving me behind? You know, you're gonna go birdies <laughs> unicorn but back back. But if I'm the smallest person, it would make more sense for me to be on the. Plus, I have spells. I don't know if they're gonna come in handy for blocking arrows, but. Fine. I can no. I have my I have my pistols if I need them. Yep, you do. Fine. 
All right, so <laughs> so you pick two other two of the people that look to be the smallest. Um, one of the villagers is a is a dwarf, so he. It's hard to judge dwarves by their weight because they're very they're very stocky. squat and stocky. Yeah. Um, but you think that the dwarf probably weighs less than Ian, for example. So there is a dwarf from the village. He looks like he could, he would be one of the lighter ones. And then also from the village, um, there does appear to be just sort of a uh, a generic human peasant that's there. Uh, that's doesn't look like he gets enough to eat. So he looks like that he's. <laughs> Uh, he's one of the the smaller ones as well. The gnolls sell all the peas, apparently. Right. <laughs> so it would be so it would be Dave, this dwarf, and this this human peasant. But why Dave? Because he's the lightest. We've already Dave? gone over this. <laughs> so Mimi, you would you would you would bend down as a giant eagle and sort of spread your wings out a little bit so people could get on your back. And Dave gets up there, and the the human. Um, gets behind Dave and he looks really nervous and scared about what's going to be happening here. All right. He's like, are, are you sure about this? Uh, no, but Mishakal will guide us. Oh, okay. Um, is there any kind of blessing that or prayer that you could say for, for luck? Uh, yeah, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Mishakal. Okay, okay. And then the, the dwarf comes up there and is like, all right, let's do this. Rubs his hands together, wraps his arms around the the human that's that's sitting in between the the Dave and Dwarf sandwich, <laughs> and uh, the, that doesn't seem to help the human at all. That's that's sitting there, and he looks back. Um, my my name is Adsith, by the way. Adsith, my name is Grinnin. This is gonna be great. <laughs> Galaxy. Grandma. I just set the back the unicorn butt backpack on the ground. Come on, get in. Wait, first boom. Everybody in. Okay, so Boom runs over and dives headfirst, leap, goes right into the he unicorn butt backpack. Yep, he knows, he knows the drill. And Ian is just looking at all of this and just grabs the bridge of his nose. He excels, exhales loudly. So Ian looks at you, Galaxy, and says, Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Don't worry, my fly will wear off in ten minutes, so that's when I'll get you guys out. All right. When it starts to wear off. He gets a he gets a running start and he dives into the bag of holding and it's this weird effect as he his body sort of gets squished down to make room for it and he just gets sucked in. Wait, is it like when they go into there? Are they, are they like full size? Though? Yep, they're full size. They just sort of squish down a little bit. So and then the rest of the musketeers get in there too. And so, so now, <laughs> Galaxy, you're you're there with your backpack. Oh hi. Hi, people, and some of my backpack. And I just they can't hear you. It. They can't hear you. So now that clock starts going down. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. One, and counting. Two, three. <clears throat> okay, and then we take off. Okay, you start flying. All right. So. Fly! I cast fly! All right. So a large eagle is a very big target to, to be hit. All right. So, But I do also have uh, my pistols that I want to at least try and but I have a lot of hip take people out before they arrow us. Okay. And I, know I am flying. There, well, there, there is a lot of them. Where's the armor class of an eagle? Oh, the eagle? Darn it. I that's, ri- that's written on your character sheet. It's armor class of 13. Okay. So all the so even though you're a very large target, all the arrows that come flying up from the knolls outside of this castle wall miss you. And they miss Dave. And they miss Adsith. 
And they miss Grennan as well. <laughs> what about me? You're next. <laughs> Why is no one shooting at me? <laughs> and yeah, you managed to fly up out oh. of the castle very, very quickly. So the gnolls were prepared and ready for things to come down and shoot at them. They weren't expecting anything to go shooting up as fast as you did out of the castle, especially a giant eagle. And I'm flying. And yes, and you're flying. <laughs> so yep, you shoot up straight into the air. And after you get to a couple hundred feet, you're now out of range of the arrows and you start flying and gliding over this little river town. All right. And I- then 10 minutes is up and then we fly down and we're all safe. <laughs> Yay. So, so you, you go flying over the town and I'd say it's like, after like five minutes going at full speed, you leave the town behind. It's a mile behind you now. So now you're up to eight minutes. So you still got two minutes to spare, but you land down on the ground. I'm assuming you open up your bag holding. <laughs> I just drop it on the ground and I say, people and boom. Okay. And they all just get, they all come running out, just whoop, 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 whoop. And suddenly you're surrounded by all these people, and all of them are like. <gasps> <laughs> and just boom, just comes out. He's like, I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's pleased as punch because it doesn't affect him. He doesn't use up any air while he's in there, and he is like, oh, that was that was terrible. Can we can we not do that ever <laughs> again? Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network. Check out other shows such as GM Showcase, Story Arc, We're So Bad at Adventuring, and more.